Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. We are looking at how ego causes us to, sh- to suffer by shutting us up or goading us on in interactions with others. So here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? First caller? Oh, sorry. I was double muted. It's Mark in Chicago. Hey, Mark. Hi. What are you seeing? So what I saw in this was fear plays a big part in how I interact with other people. So I kind of approach the conversation the way I would approach a project. I think I I kind of have a spreadsheet in my head of how the conversation is going to go. And if they say this, I'll say that. And I've got all the eventualities figured out. But if it doesn't go that way, the reason that bothers me is I, I think just because I'm afraid it doesn't I didn't do it right. You know, I didn't follow the spreadsheet or I don't know what to say or I look stupid or something. And the, the kind of culmination of this, I mean, if I'm dealing, if I'm dealing with someone I'm, I trust, a lot of this doesn't really enter into it. But if I deal with someone who I don't trust, then, then it really is front and center. And what I tend to do is just reject people then. I just, you know, I just make a decision that I'm not going to have anything to do with you. You're out of my life. And I'll ignore you as as best I can. Um, so that's what I saw uh-huh. in this. All right. Well, that's very good because um, uh, I hope you uh, won't take this personally if I say what you got to see is a whole lot of ego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah, because every single piece of that was an ego strategy to control you. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, of course, to control you into rejecting as many people as possible so that uh, ego doesn't have any competition for your time and attention, right? Yeah. So with the uh, planning the conversation, you know, who am I consulting? I'm consulting ego, right? I'm, I'm in a conversation with ego in my head about how this is going to go. And then I interact with the person and I'm in a conversation with ego in my head about whether this is going the way it should or not. And if it, if it goes the way it should, then no problem. Uh, ego, ego will just you know, get on with it. Uh, if it doesn't, which 90% of the time it's not going to, uh, because as the, you know, the old joke goes, nobody else got the script, right? And so that's perfect for ego to be able to say, yeah, see, see, you can't trust this person. And the implication there, Mark, is the only person you can really trust, that you can really trust, is ego. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, the, the very, yeah. just having that concept in my head, I can see, is, is the very definition of not being present in the conversation. Because if yeah. I'm thinking about my yeah. spreadsheet, I'm not thinking really about what the person's saying and, and what's really going on in the conversation. So it was, you know, it was well, well, and this one I want to underline for you, Mark. It's not your spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, right. It's egos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ego spreadsheet. So, uh, so not only is the other person not being attended to in the conversation, neither are you. Right, right. Yeah. And you pay the price for all of it. And, and, and you're not, God knows you're not alone in this. I mean, the whole thing with everybody, everything we talk about in practice that we're bringing awareness to, it's, it's, all, it's all to maintain uh, ego's control 
over life. Now, is that possible? No. And that's where the fear is. Because the ego is, is, ego is fear. So there's the constant fear that ego has that it's going to lose control and disappear. Which we hope yeah, it will. The, the, part, the other part of it that really kind of frightened me was to see the depth to which ego has this control that takes me to a place where I will do harm to another person. I mean, rejection is really only one step away oh, yeah. from physically hurting someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, the old, I guess this is all the old songs, uh, the, the, ones, the, the ones we hurt most are the ones we love the most. Oh, yeah, that's a great song, actually. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the lyric goes, uh, we only hurt the ones we love, but that's not true. We're able, you know, ego is able to just hurt uh, universally. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thanks so, very much. It's good to see. And, and the thing, Mark, that we always want to underline at this point is we can't let ego turn this into self-hatred because all our only contribution is we haven't seen it clearly enough to do something about it. When we right. have, we will. And until then, you know, we are the first victims of ego's uh, shenanigans. Right. Thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mark. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Laura in Berkeley. Hey, Laura. What are you seeing? Um, I'm seeing that there was resistance to calling in because um, it, I think my experience both this week and last week is um, I feel like I'm having trouble actually being aware enough while I'm speaking to see what's happening. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like before a conversation, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to, or afterwards, I'll be like, oh, right, uh, that would have been good, but it's... Uh... Mm. Well, that's also good to see, right, Laura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- it's interesting that... Uh, there's resistance to calling in because there's an awareness of a lack of expanded awareness while you're, uh, while you're doing the assignment, right? While you're having a conversation, which is mm-hmm. interesting in itself, right? Because if we explore that resistance, we can, we can see whatever we see about it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I have to do this right. I'm not doing this right. I don't want to uh, expose ego, Whatever the mm-hmm. reasons behind the resistance are, it is, are whatever the whatever it is, <laughs> resistance are. But the but the it, but the bringing it to into conscious awareness is really all we're doing. There's mm-hmm. awareness that there isn't awareness in the conversation, or at least it feels that way. And so now I'm going to pay more attention. Mm-hmm. That achieving the outcome that. Uh, that is projected on the assignment is not really the point. It's to do the assignment and see whatever you see uh, uh, in doing the assignment, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because yeah, I think that there's there's kind of a standard of like, oh, that feeling of sort of um, like relaxation and sort of, you know, like heightened awareness and all that stuff that I, you know, that I experienced with sitting and walking and listening, like mm-hmm. that needs to be my experience with speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so there's kind of, I think there's just kind of a standard Mm-hmm. There. And, and, okay. Yes, there is a standard, and you don't know if the standard is operating during the conversation or afterwards, right? But there mm. is one that yes. uh, <laughs> there is one, <laughs> and if it is operating during the conversation, then there's a reason why uh, there is a collapsed awareness, right? Because the mm-hmm. attention is on the conversation, and so then in all of our practice, all we do is double up on the attention, right? Mm-hmm. That, what conditioning mm-hmm. would want us to do is to quit. But then what we, yeah. we do is, okay, well, I noticed that I wasn't as aware, or at least I'm curious about the fact that when I was in the conversation, my experience was very different from when I was sitting and walking. So let me pay mm-hmm. more attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's like a... Um, I know that conditioning does that to me, you know, in terms of shutting me down or goading me to speak, but it's, it's like, it's, um, um, I mean, it may be that it's sort of gone underground a little bit because, you know, because I have the intention to look for it or to, mm-hmm. to see that pattern. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and I think it just, it feel it's, um, speaking just feels so automatic. It feels so much like me that it's mm-hmm. just hard to disentangle it, I guess. Yeah, hard to disidentify, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I know what it feels like to be me speaking. And so mm-hmm. it's just a lovely place, uh, right, Laura? I mean, it doesn't sound, it, sound like that, clearly. <laughs> but it's a lovely place because you don't know right? But you're, you're, yeah. you're observing all the important things. It's automatic. I don't have yeah. this experience. I'm noticing the standard. There is the resistance, which is always our first level of observation around any process we're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know this, but the, uh, the consequence of that observation or that awareness is to redouble the attention on one level. And then there's that other place of the spirit of inquiry, Right, because uh, it's not that awareness isn't there in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The question is whether attention was on the awareness, right? And so yeah. that's one of the reasons why we probably wake up. You know, there's a there's an again. I don't know if this is your experience, but I've had this experience of after an event, things will start to drop in about that in presence, not yeah. a noodling process, but I get an insight about what happened, yeah. right? Which yeah. is also a way by which information is revealed to us by the intelligence that animates. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and, and going I, into the conversation again, because how do you know you weren't as present uh, mm-hmm. or as ha- with as expanded on awareness? Either conditioning can tell you or life can inform. Either way is possible. (laughs) Yeah, and it feels like a place of patience, too, of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing this level now. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I see this week, and we'll see what happens. You know, it's like good for having, you. Yeah. yeah, that's what the mentor would say, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Don't you love it when we start hearing people speak as the mentor? Mm. Oh my, yes. I hadn't quite seen it that way, Sherry, but yes. That's, that's just, that's a shift, and it's a kind of shift that we would tend to miss. Mm-hmm. But that, that level of patience and kindness and mm-hmm. compassion and understanding and support mm-hmm. is not something that we uh, come from automatically without a great deal of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that place of freely, freely being able to accept I don't know, right? Which mm-hmm. is not an ego yeah. place. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a, of course I don't. <laughs> of course I don't. I've been brainwashed into not paying attention to this, and now I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's our next caller. Yeah. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Ota. Um, hey, it's Ota. What are you saying? I, I am having a super hard time paying attention because my mind is wandering. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, this has happened for the whole week. Like I, I come on every day and, my, and there is a super troublesome political situation here. So my mind goes to that and I come back. So I try to, mm-hmm. to, to describe to, to decide what I see, but it's really a fight to, to be present. Um, yeah, so. well, Isota, I, I, I would guess that there are, there are two, two things happening. <laughs> uh, one is, yes, it's really hard for us to, to direct attention uh, in, in very difficult circumstances. It is. I mean, it's... it's uh, you know, it's all the things that egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate can do to us. And then the stakes are really high. And so what you're seeing, I project, in, in being in the conversation that we're having on this, in this retreat, is the, the stakes are high here. You know, when people start paying attention to what ego is doing to them, at this kind of level, ego gets really threatened, right? And so it's hard for people to pay attention. Now you've got this combination. It was hard to pay attention before, before yes. these circumstances happen in your country. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah. y- yes, uh, yes. Anyway, so, on a bright side. Well, uh, Shota, uh, Shota, before we leave that, before uh-huh. we leave that, uh, just, just to, to have that realization and not let ego uh, make meaning out of it. Yes, yes. Uh, the thing is that fortunately a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh, just the uh, seeing yourself, yourself almost exploding and just going back and seeing yourself exploding and going back. And so I'm mm-hmm. just doing this every second and coming back. <laughs> but uh, 
There you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Which, which I I want to underline is huge. When I said that about um, when when Laura is talking, uh, you know, says these sentences that are what the mentor would say, we can miss the magnitude of that. And the same thing is true with what you're describing. I'm in this really um, heightened uh, situation, and I recognize it, and I come back. I, I go with it, and I come back. I go with it, and I come back. That is huge. Yes, this is. So it's so interesting because when you said this uh, at the end of the previous call, call when you said, oh, it's so good to hear the mentor speak, it was just one moment when I just had come back to present after having missed the whole conversation. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was uh, like, well, let's take this part instead of, uh, instead of uh, yeah. thinking about what, I, what I've missed, you know. So, That's right. So, That's it. And we don't want to lose sight of those kind of... Uh, benchmarks or whatever you would call that you know these these proofs that we have that that practice is transforming us it is even though the voices want to use all of these circumstances as evidence that it's not working it's not true it is working now you were going to say something else uh, i don't remember but uh... But I, 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 I don't think what I can say more than that. I think this was really, this was kind of enriching. Ah, yes, one thing. Anyway, <laughs> I have been, had many chance to use, uh, to use, uh, to, 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 to use some, some of the stuff we were, we have been working on, like seeing, uh, mm-hmm. seeing uh, when ego wants to talk and when ego doesn't want to talk, because, uh, there are people having very different ideas all around me and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, it's been it's been really useful at least at least yes uh, That's, which is another example right it, it's mm-hmm. another example i bet you can remember a time in your life i can certainly remember one in mine when, when I wouldn't uh, have done, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right, when you just go crazy and this person mm-hmm. says something and you just want to kill them because they're exactly. so stupid they shouldn't be allowed to live, right? Or this person you think is a genius because they agree with you, right? Uh, yeah, and so exactly. just recognizing that process and just, let's stop the sentence there, just recognizing that process is such a huge um change difference in how we are yes oh and one more thing that i just realized now and then i i i am done is that uh, now, now that you were saying this i i don't know what the connection was but i realized how the media is trying to use all the all the tricks that uh, all the tricks that we are describing that ego uses inside my head yes. also the media yes is trying to use uh, on me and on other people uh, so, so that that's, people yes, are being goaded into it. saying crazy stuff or into shutting up also by, by yes. the media. So it's, uh-huh, it's yep. super cool that yeah, we are so, trying to so recognize it. 
Yeah, so when we, uh, when we look at how crazy ego is in us, and then we look out at society, so supposedly, you know, the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, society is insane. And why? Because it's just all the egos, we all yeah. get together and we act out. So, yes, it's everywhere around us. It's the water we swim in. And, and it's so uh, important to recognize that so that we uh, have compassion for the human being who is attempting to wake up in the midst of that. Oh, my God, I feel so much better, Sherry. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad. You I'm are so welcome. I'm so, Take I'm care so of yourself, thankful. okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Isota. And here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Uh, good morning. This is Ken in uh, Morgan Hill, California. Hey, Ken. Uh, boy, this has been uh, quite a workshop. I um, I have to say that um, one thing I recognize is that um, having this workshop has um, really brought a lot of um, awareness to conversations and how I'm being, and um, it just... Uh, it's still to be honest. Well, last night I had a, a get together with some friends, which you know, since things have been opening up, that and and these are folks I consider more educated, more intelligent, more well read, and and all this. And it was kind of interesting to walk, watch how I interplay with that group. And <laughs> there's a part of me that wonders, well, why do you want me with you guys? You know, and I, I'm kind of the class cr clown in the group, I guess. So. Um, but it was kind of interesting for me to watch, you know, how I go from uh, wanting to uh, interject or, or uh, participate in the conversation and, and interrupt, or the other extreme of just, you know, holding back, or the other thing of trying to, you know, make funny, make a joke of something that we're doing. It's just so interesting to just drop it and then come back and just watch that process that um, you know I, I don't even know how to how to uh, there's just like the, the machinery it's like sometimes it feels like trying to stop a freight train of, of yeah. karma <laughs> yes it is isn't it Ken but what uh, for me the whole uh, the, the the word that you used that was that was that resonated so much is interesting, right? Rather than just being that machinery unfolding relentlessly, the, the focus of having attention and awareness in interactions with others gives us a completely different perspective, right? So you were able to see uh, the self-hate around, well, you, should you be in this group? Why do they want to interact with you? You could watch where the personality was goaded into speech or not or play a part or whatever else. But it was all fascinating, fascinating to see how, how the program runs, which I project is not, uh, is not a perspective that you would bring if you weren't practicing with this assignment. Exactly, and that's my point, is um, hanging with this and sticking with this through thick and thin, and and now we're um, we're going from you know the Zoom meetings uh, uh, from being locked up at home to 
uh, interacting with folks again and um, you know I just see it as you know if I can just be um, be there and you know just really be listening and be what am I saying my attention is is more there than off having a conversation to how I think I should respond in a situation does that make sense yeah. Absolutely. Instead of yeah. auto, instead of being on autopilot, you're actually present to, uh, to, to your life, right? I mean, that's yeah. the analogy here. That uh, if attention didn't wander, if attention wanders, then the program plays. And now you have the ability to keep the attention here and actually participate authentically. And I guess one thing I'm kind of, you know, God, I'm just kind of seeing right now is there's like what I would call like the major big triggers, you know, the things where I, uh, I, I feel like, you know, I, I want to jump in. I want to, uh, in a conversation with the group, I want to jump in. I want to, you know, um, uh, I, I don't want to wait. I'm impatient watching kind of the big triggers. And then, and then what I call kind of the little triggers, all the, uh, little setups, um, that go on. I don't know. There seems to be more complexity to, uh, um, a bunch of little buttons that push things, <laughs> beliefs yeah. and systems, you know. Yes, just... yes, absolutely, absolutely. And we get to see it all because in the process of seeing it, right, can you have the option of not not coming from the program? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you develop the muscle to observe rather than to be reactive, then you have a choice. Otherwise, we're just controlled by our conditioning. This is the button that gets pushed and this is the re reaction that happens and it's predictable, <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I think probably the one that um, is seems to be the most challenge for me is uh, when conditioning thinks that um, just trusting that what I need will drop in over going mm -hmm. to the program mm -hmm. that yeah. You know, those two roads I can take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's right. that fork in the road it seems to be, and and when you're in conversations um, that are fast, you know, to me, really fast moving when you're paying attention. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and that we don't have. I mean, that's an interesting place, right? Ken, because we, when we, I mean, we're religious types, but faith is not blind belief it comes from experience and so as you practice with it you watch what drops in and speak from presence and you realize that you have the experience that you can always trust that rather than having to believe or dispute what conditioning says about that process we build that through practice yeah yeah it, it just feels like stepping off the ledge for ego. <laughs> For ego. There, exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you added that in. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome. Thank you. Sherry, we have time for one more caller. So here we go. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Jennifer from Whidbey Island. Hey Jennifer, what hey. are you seeing? I'm seeing that the the big goad is when any kind of silence develops in a conversation. 
know, to fill it mm. in. And also this sort of idea that ego has that the other person cannot possibly hold up their end. I'm going to have to do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they, they probably don't have anything that they want to say, right? Right. Uh-huh. And and Jennifer, is there end is there a certain standard for their end or are they allowed to be however they are and talk about whatever they want to talk about? I think they can be however they are and talk about anything they want to talk about, but what they can't do is let silence develop. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Ego is really yeah. afraid of silence. It is, isn't it? It really is afraid of silence. Yeah. Yeah. And are you getting a sense of, of just why that's the case? Well, uh, what came to me was that, well, if there's silence, there's nothing reflecting ego, and it just can't have that. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. And if there's silence, the, the chances that you're going to be paying attention to awareness in the moment increase because there's nothing going on <laughs> so right, right 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 it's just gonna right it's just gonna come home to awareness and yeah. so in in that in that gap mm. ego is going to be really exposed when it yeah. tries to do something right so if if it can take uncomfortable sensations which we're taught to have yeah. right silence there's uncomfortable sensations that you can't you can't have those and so we just have to fill in that silence so that those uncomfortable sensations will go away. And he goes just grinning in the background. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I, I'm curious if, uh, since I know you're a meditator, um, if there's, a, and, and as a meditator, of course, we know that that same process has been used to keep us from meditating, right? right. Because you just you're going to sit there in silence and and just watch. Come on. Um, and so I'm wondering if you see a, a connection there that you can use the same uh, skills that you've learned in meditation in conversation. Mm, that's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. Might be fun, huh? Yeah, that would be interesting. So if they're not going to talk. You can just have a little meditation moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Ooh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then it'll be interesting to see if ego wants to make you afraid that if you're, if you're meditating and you're not paying attention to it, then you're going to look like you've fallen asleep or like you're not interested or all of that. Oh, so that's I'm going sure to be fun it'll to have see things too. to say about that. Yes. Ooh, we can count on ego to have things to say, can't we? We can, and who knows? The other person might get to say what they wanted to say. Yes, in that gap. You know, uh, which reminds me, uh, in the reflective listening buddies, um, you know, that's one of the that's one of the guidelines that if if the other person stops talking, you know, and you're you're the one who's doing the reflecting, then you just wait. And it, it gets really uncomfortable for a lot of people. But invariably, or at least extremely often, the person comes up with the next piece of what they want to say about whatever that is. And if somebody had filled in that gap, 
they wouldn't have gotten to that next place. Right, and that's also been a good time to practice the letting silence develop because it, since it's in the yeah. guidelines, I do yeah. that, and that's great practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, you'll let us know, right? All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> Bye. Go happy. Thanks, Jennifer. And that brings us to the end of the show, Sherry. We'll talk to folks tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Ashwini. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.